off. We're starting this podcast off right where we got the the, the kitties got their wet food. They are in. <laughs> they are at the peak of existence right now. They are nothing is as good as as it is when they get wet food. It's true. So they're jingle jangling against the bowls. It's when they're happiest. For for those of you on on the podcast who aren't aware, uh, Al's cats love wet food, but as most cats do, mm-hmm. well, I guess I'd assume most cats do. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was when I was at Al's place, um, the first time she gave them wet food, I was privy to the experience of her just getting the bowls out, and the cats hearing the bowls and just sprinting into the kitchen like, oh crap, it's wet food time, yeah. <laughs> Well, and the weird thing is they can differentiate like the clink of their cat food bowls from the clink of like my food bowls. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand how they can differentiate, but like they can. They don't come running if I get like my bowl out of the cabinet. But if theirs come out, they're like, <gasps> they are ready. They're so good. They're they're good boys. They are the bestest of boys. I, I love those boys. Me too. Um, hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Chuckup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Not talking about cats as the full topic this week. Hey, Maxwell. I guess we are. Just kidding. <laughs> he's he's done eating. He's like, I'm done. Loki's cleaning house, probably. Yep. So yeah, we are, this, I don't know if I said this, this podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared. Joined, as always, by... My bestest friend in the entire world, Doc Owl and Ladyum. Aww, hello. <laughs> and and some cats. And some cats. One of them is a groomed boy. He's a groomed boy. No knots. Yet. Zero knots. Well, he, and a shaved booty. Unless he found a way to get some new ones. I don't know. He he's he's pretty and he's not nude. He is not nude. No longer nude. No longer a nude. No longer never, a never nude. Never nude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We saw that picture of a cat in underwear. Maybe there's a cat in some cut off jeans at at one point. Maybe. I never knew cat. Maybe I should find some like baby cut off jeans and put one of my cats in them. (laughs) They would hate that. They would absolutely hate that. Uh, uh, So hello. Welcome. Uh, We're talking about some talking about a video game today. A video game. We're going to be talking about. Let's. let's we're, we're still trying to figure out the pronun- the correct pronunci- pronunciation on this. I can't even say pronunciation right. <laughs> um, but we are we are talking about Zonkey Zero. Zanki Zero. We're gonna. I think we might go with Zonkey. Zonkey Zero. Yeah. Zonkey Zero. Last beginning, as it is known over here. Um, a game from members of the Danganronpa team. Mm-hmm. Which I think is kind of what piqued our interest in it. Yeah. Yes. Um, we played a demo of it when the the original Japanese demo came out. I think like last summer. Mm-hmm. And didn't understand a word of it. Didn't understand a word of it. Got a kind of glimpse of the gameplay, even though we never really finished that demo because there was a lot more to that demo than we thought. Um, but it is a strange like survival game. And that was something that I was, oh gosh, my internet connection is unstable. Oh no! I don't know why it popped that up. My internet connection is so unstable it made Al cough. (laughs) Al's just suffering today. But uh, yeah, it's a survival game based around the idea of like being able to like revive yourself essentially. Yeah, so um, 
we're gonna try and give like some overview and then we're gonna just full on spoil the game for you. Big spoilers. Um, so we'll we'll do some so why are you guys giving yourself a bath now? Come on. <laughs> they wanna smell like fishies. <sighs> oh my god. All right. Um, but yes, you're able to revive yourself and you have a a group of people are there eight of them? Yes. Eight of them that have to survive on this island and shenanigans ensue. Um, I say that as if it's like fun shenanigans, but no, it's pretty horrific. Uh, um, so basically they, they, they wake up on this island. They don't know why they're there. Everything is run down like a post-apocalyptic look. And mm-hmm. they have to figure out exactly like what's happening, why they're there, and also find ways to survive. And they have these weird X things in their belly buttons. The X keys. X gonna the give X it to you, keys. Oh my god. Um, yeah, so they realize, like, okay, we're on this island, and we have to, like, kill goats to survive and collect water, and have to build a bathroom. But, yeah, they're they're basically, like, trying to figure out how to survive this weird situation at first and, like, also kind of, like, get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have a, a pretty crazy cast of characters here as you usually do in these types of games. Um, maybe not as wild as, like, a traditional Danganronpa type of game would have, but you still have some, some wild people in here, like... Uh, you have a children's doctor who is obsessed with that's love. And he's beefy. He's jacked. He's jack brother. He's, he's super jacked. Um, there's a, a lady cop a who lady cop. is kind of like a southern gal. Mm-hmm. Um, got a farmer. We got a farmer, yes. Rich um, girl. Yes, who um, like they they talk about her weight a lot, which is not okay. But she is voiced by Christina V, which is more than okay. A dude who's um, into bondage. Yeah, dude, super into bondage. Um, we have a girl with two mechanical limbs, mm-hmm. and she's the youngest of everybody. Like they clearly say that she is a child. Uh, we have an office worker who seems fairly normal. We have a flower girl. Not Aerith, but <laughs> a girl who runs like a, a, a flower shop, I think. Is that everybody? Did you talk about Haruto? I said office worker. Okay, so yeah. Normal. Yeah. That is everyone. Yes. He's not really an office worker, but he's he's essentially an office worker. He's a reporter type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so... We have this this cast of characters, and we have to figure out what the heck is happening. That is basically the gist of this game. Yes. And then, of course, like uh, I I think if you've played Danganronpa games, like the the story beats feel very similar. Yes. Like it, it is in that style of storytelling. So obviously, like coming from members of that team, that makes a lot of sense. Um. The gameplay is one of the things that I believe me and you have like had the most issues with. Not in terms mm-hmm. of like it's like incredibly like difficult or anything. Well, I guess like it can be at times, but in term more in terms of like is this gameplay necessary? It it did not need a battle system at all. It didn't need combat. Which, um which like the combat is basically it's not good. Yeah, it is it's not 
you basically pick up just like random things and some of them will be weapons and stuff and then you can like find enemies in the field and run up to them and and hit a button and all four members in your party will hit it and then there's a cooldown on being able to attack again and then you can kind of like run around the enemy and get a better position on it and do the same thing over and over again it's very very simple very simple um we we kind of talked about how like like you mentioned like the gameplay the the combat doesn't really seem necessary Mm-hmm. But like the more I think about it, it seems like it's almost a double-edged sword where I don't feel like the combat is necessary in this game, like you said. But at the same time, if you don't have that combat, does the entire premise of the story kind of break? Does it? In terms of like being able to like constantly revive yourself and all that sort of stuff. Like other than that, if you don't have it, basically you're just dying of old age over and over and over again. And a lot of this game has like is like building up a lot of like different immunities and like just figuring out ways to die over and over again, which help you mm-hmm. like you know improve your stats and everything, let you live longer. Um, if you don't have that combat, a lot of that goes away, and it basically just becomes this puzzle game where it's like you know you're just you're going through a bunch of different puzzles and you eventually just die of old age, which I don't think would have been really necessary. That's how I played it. Yeah, that's, I mean, totally. It's the same way as I played it, but it felt like that part was only there just because, like, you know, it's with the story and everything, and it's made, the game is made in the idea of, like, you're going to be doing combat scenarios throughout this, and taking away the combat kind of is, is weird because, like, I feel like it played better. Like, I had a better enjoyment of the game not having combat, but at the mm-hmm. same time, like, we miss out on like items and things. You miss too. out on a lot of stuff, and it just feels like a lot of the mechanics, like in terms of like how the story is shaped together, it just feels like it's just there for the sake of being there when you don't have the combat. So like, I, I it's it's weird, just double edged sword. I think where like I don't think the combat is necessary because I don't think it's good or anything. But at the mm-hmm. same time, with the way with the story they have developed, you kind of need that combat. But then you're also having to like juggle the whole fact of like they if you're not on the mode that i played in then they will like need to pee and totally yeah to eat and they need to drink there's Um, a lot of like survival mechanics in in there yeah and so like if you're in the middle of a dungeon and your character has to pee and there's no bathroom they're just gonna pee themselves and then they get upset and then they can't fight and it's like this is stressful Mm -hmm. i don't want to do this but then also, like, you have to imagine, like, you're in a party of four people and, like, one of your dudes just, like, p***ed himself. You're like, well, now you got to walk around with pee pants over here. It's like Trails of Cold Steel. Who's... <laughs> That's a joke only me and you are going to get. Yeah. Um, check your shadows, guys. Otherwise, you're going to look like your character just peed himself in front of the class. Uh, but yeah, like, imagine that you're like traversing through this dungeon and like some dude just peed himself next to you and he's very stressed out because he peed himself in front of you and then like you have to deal with this pee person. Like, I don't, no thanks. Um, for clarification, I played this on like the story mode basically where you didn't have to deal with any of the survival mechanics and you didn't have to really fight except for like bosses and like scripted fights. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because I 
have a low tolerance for now in my life. You do. And I sometimes just want to... I will also clarify the fact that this is one of the only games I've ever rage quit. <laughs> I don't rage quit often, and you know that. Mm -hmm. I rage quit this game. I was livid. There is a... Uh, in some of the dungeons, there's like a, a weird... A weird thing where like sometimes there's there are things in the in blocking your path and then if you come back to it later on they will move to a different spot and there's really no like reason for that there's no like indication of when that'll happen it's there's just no way to like actually make it trigger true yeah it's just it's very bizarre and like i don't understand why they thought that was a good idea no it was bad and it was the thing you were just like i'm you were very tired. I was and just very done. tired. <laughs> you were done. I, I had been at work and I was trying to to catch up and I got to this part and just was not working and not working and not working and not working. I was trying at it for like an hour and eventually like I just gave up. I was like, no, I'm done. I'm going to bed. I have a headache. F this mm -hmm. right now. Um that does not happen to me often. And so like this game can wear that hat. This it gets the little little crown of like Al rage quit me once. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's a that's a that's I don't want to say it's a high honor because it's really not. It means it's, it's an honor. It's an honor of sorts. Um, Put that on the back of the box. But yeah, I just I have like very little time to actually like play games now, and so um, and I don't have the whole you know mindset of like an easy mode is a bad thing for a game mm -hmm. um because i'm not a terrible person hey oh hey um but i mean like i just sometimes want to play a game get through the story have fun like not struggle and so that's how i was with this game i was like i have these options where i can actually like have to worry about whether my character has to pee, pee on themselves or something or i could just enjoy the story I was like, this is an easy choice. Um, you know, it, it's hard enough for me to decide, like, you know what? I really I should travel across the apartment and go pee. Like, I don't want to have to worry about eight other people having to pee. Yeah. It's too many people you know, having to pee. So many people. And, like, I, I forget to feed myself. I'm not going to feed these characters. God. Theoretically, it's a good mechanic, but also, like, it, no, don't I, put this in games. I think if you wanted to do the survival element of the game, like, you could do it better. You could. I think that's kind of my, like, like one of the, the, the problems I have with it, is yeah. that it just, it just seems half-baked. Yeah, I mean, you could say that for a lot of this game, is that, like, it had some good ideas and they just weren't implemented very well. True. Yeah. Uh, so is that our spoiler free review of this game? And we're going to dive uh, right into let's like talk about mega, a, mega spoilers? A few things before we dive into spoilers. Let's talk about development history. Cause we like to talk about this was, um, right. this was from the minds of people within the Rampa team. So the concept of this game was first conceived by, Takayuki Sugara, Sugo, the Sugawara. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Um, he was a planner on Danganronpa and Danganronpa V3, and also a director on Danganronpa 2. 
and uh, he came up with this after the release of the first game, Danganronpa, in 2010, uh, he, where, he, where he had been a designer on the major endgame mechanics. Sugawara approached uh, Spike Chunsoft producer and fellow Danganronpa developer Yoshinori Terasawa with the concept. Uh, Terasawa was very interested in producing the game, but the first Danganronpa game quickly turned into a franchise, spanning several games and became the main focus of the development team, including both Sugawara and Terasawa, subsequently delaying the development of Zanki Zero for several years. And then it would eventually get announced uh, two years ago on April 25th, 2017, and would be covered in the April 27th, 2017 edition of Famitsu, where they unveiled the first images and basically what the game would be. And they basically, they presented the game as like, this is different from the Danganronpa series, but kind of in the same vein, essentially. Yeah. Uh, one other notable thing to talk about is this game had some localization changes. Oh, right. Yeah, we should talk about we that. We should talk um, about that. For the better. For the better. But people are still going to complain because they're dumb. I mean, honestly, if you really, really need to see, like, an eight-year-old's panties, then you have real issues, my dudes. Just saying. Uh, so, some of this stuff came about because Sony implemented a new change in, like, their policies regarding the balance of freedom of expression and safety for children. So, basically, they're they're... They're reining in some of, like, adult themes on games, certain games specifically. Uh, this was one of the games affected by this. Uh, amongst the localization, they they implemented some of, the, like, quality of life changes, like we talked about, like, the difficulty thing, um, which that came post-release for the Japanese version. Uh, other things they did was change uh, Sachika a bit, who she can be interpreted as younger, uh, she shows her underwear in certain scenes, and those have been cut out, which is for the better, I would say. Yes. Uh, there are there are bedtime scenes where the child versions of these characters are featured, and sometimes they're in their underwear in provocative positions. Those have also been cut. Good. And apparently there is an adjustment to a CG featuring child age Rinko where she covers her chest, which I think that's probably the first time she revives... Oh, right, yeah. Uh, apparently, also had to make a minor edit to the box art, increasing the coverage of Yuma's bathing suit to conform to public storefront display standards. Which I don't know, like, what the difference is? I guess. I was it, actually literally just looking that I up. I think it's just she shows... I don't know. I don't, I don't know the difference. Cause uh, her bathing suit in the Japanese one is more like a thong bathing suit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, the American version, it covers more. For I more. was anticipating it was going to be like they covered her side boob, but like that's just they untouched. Nope. Don't show the butt, but you can show the boob. Um, Which is kind of weird that they have her in the bikini any or in the bathing suit anyway. Yeah. I'm not sure why they did that, but uh, but yeah, like. I am a-okay with them removing, like, sexualized underage people. Definitely. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, as a grown-ass adult woman, I am not interested in seeing, like, six-year-old. I think because most of them, when they revive as children, are six. Um, that's clarified. So... Mm -hmm. 
I would say that um, Sachka is probably around that age. She's probably like eight something. She's, she's I feel like younger. she's like young teen. She might be young teen, like 12 maybe. Let me see if this, this Wikipedia has an age. But the kids are kids. Unknown. They are They are six. So like I don't need to see them in their undies at bedtime scenes. Like hard pass on that, my dudes. Huh. Huh? Apparently in uh, Danganronpa V3, there was references to both Sachika and, Yumi and Yuma's costumes in the game. Really? They appear on mannequins inside a certain character's research lab. Huh. So that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah also, V3 was terrible. Yeah. Before we, uh, before we get into spoilers, uh, voice acting is good. Voice acting is really good. Um, I kind of also, I, I, if there is one thing, I feel like there's not enough of it. I agree, because they usually do the, like, one word of the... Mm -hmm. It's a lot of, of that. Yeah. Um, I do want to shout out that if you do play this game, um, and you play it in English the first time, go back and near the end, uh, go back and rewatch like, the ending parts of this game in Japanese and listen to Aina Suzuki's version of Sachika in that game, because holy f she kills it. Aina kills it. Which uh, we are obviously fans of hers because she is because of her involvement in Love Life Sunshine. But like, holy shit, she does a fantastic job in those end scenes. Like, honestly, I would say like those performances like blow what she does in Love Life Sunshine out of the water. Like, it's oh, a thousand phenomenal. Percent. She does such a good job. It's insane how good of a job mm -hmm. she does there. Like, I. I was near tears just listening to her, but she just is amazing. Um, also, she's adorable, so everybody should love her anyway. But yeah, Ina, Ina just—I mean, I, I guess, uh, as you said, killed it. She just destroyed that scene and destroyed my heart which was a funny thing when like I, I was looking through it and i was like wait aina she's in this game and like i texted you and you were like what <laughs> what <laughs> all caps what no capitalization or no punctuation um me me excited about aina being in a game <laughs> no surprise there no surprise. I have the biggest crush on that girl. She's like <laughs> insane talented, like disgustingly talented. She can act, she can sing, she can dance. And she can be freaking cute. That, that too. God, she's cute. <laughs> so, anyway, so now that, that we've talked about my like my want to make Ina my adorable same height girlfriend, then let's <laughs> let's continue. Uh, there are, there's two things trivia I want to talk about before we get into spoilers as well. Um, mm -hmm. In various parts of the island, the player in various parts of the island, the player sees distinctive signs featuring a cutout of a boy who is running. These signs are based on a real world safety sign used all over Japan for many dec decades called Toba Tobi Dashiboya, literally dashing out boy, designed to warn drivers of the dangers of children running into the road. Hmm. And then uh, Haruto's second strategy video found in Mashiro Garden Tower features the silhouette of a plush rabbit with bow on its right ear, likely to be Monami from the Danganronpa series. Which there are posters throughout um, the dungeons that reference, or they're like straight up Danganronpa 
advertisements. True. Like you have one for like all the games. Um, all the games. Supposedly as well, you will find uh, Monokuma enemies. Really? In the game you can fight. Yeah. I think they're like Weird. rare. They're rare enemies, but like they are in the game to fight. Weird. Uh, so let's uh, let's get into some spoilers. All right, cool. Let's do the thing. So if you're if you're listening and you don't want to be spoiled on this very recent released game, this is the time to bow out, and we will see you next week. But if you were like, I don't care, whatever. I'll just I'll watch some spoilers. Watch some spoilers. Listen to some spoilers. <laughs> uh, here you go. We're gonna we're gonna dive into some spoilers. So I'm. I, we haven't really talked about what we've thought about the story of this game. We have not. I am very curious to to hear what you think about it. It was better than I expected it to be. I will say that. Okay. Um, it didn't blow me out of the water in terms of like, I was very impressed with like Dangarapa. I can't even say it right now. I'm so freaking tired. <laughs> Dang old grandpa one and two. Um, and so like immediately giving me that comparison is probably not a good idea on their part. I feel like that kind of, in a way, hinders it because, because, like I like I mentioned earlier in the show, like the story, the way the story progresses and the story beats are very reminiscent of Danganronpa, where like mm. you have a late game reveal of like who the mastermind is, but it's just kidding, it's not the real mastermind, mm-hmm. and that felt very Danganronpa esque. Oh, it really did. So I was like, oh, okay, okay. Um, there's like fake out deaths and everything. Like, yep. It's very much like if you've played a Danganronpa game, you have seen these plot points before. Mm-hmm. And they are just being implemented in a different way. Which, like you said, like it kind of, if you've gone through and played those games before, like this, is, this isn't anything new. This isn't right. going to blow you away. Um, I did think that um, despite the fact that you can have them uh, revive into kid forms. Like, for the most part, you're dealing with a mostly adult cast, which was kind of cool. Um, they're all, like, around 25, except for two exceptions. Mm-hmm. So that, that was neat to me. I'm like, okay, cool, we're playing as adults. I like this. And then, you know, they turn to six years old. I'm like, well, never mind, you're not, you're not an adult anymore. But they have a brain of an adult. They go from kid to adult to middle-aged to old. Old, old. senior... <laughs> Um, so like that was an interesting mechanic. I don't know that it was like great, but it was an interesting mechanic. And like the the story itself, um, like it, it it was a it had the the spokes of like um, you know, hey, we're gonna learn what each character is going through. We're gonna figure out why they got here. Some of them were way weaker than others. Some of them are just super over the top. <laughs> yeah, some of them are really over the top. Some of them are really, really lame. Like, the the police girls one, I was like, okay, like, what was the point of that? Yeah, that's fair. Um, There was another one that was like that, too. What was it? Crap, now I don't remember. Um... But then, you know, some of them you have, like, a monkey as your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, like, multiple instances of incest in this game. Multiple. Multiple. Yes. Um, you have what the f- um, very uncomfortable moments of, like, sexual assault, which, mm-hmm. like, 
hey, maybe a trigger warning would be helpful on this. I, I mm. think there is at the beginning of the game. All right, I seem to have missed that. I think it's like when you're loading up the game, there's like a, a notice. It's like, hey, there's going to be stuff in here that might be uncomfortable to some players. Okay. Because um, that comes up a lot. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of abuse. Mm -hmm. uh, some some murder. Some uncomfortable situations in terms of like, is this incest or is this not incest? Because there's uh, also lots of incest. Um, pedophilia. Yep. Like, this game kind of like runs the gauntlet of people. And like each person is supposed to be like based around one of the seven deadly sins. Yes. Like for the except with the exception of one person. Mm -hmm. So like that's kind of like what each individual's scenario or past event that they go through is supposed to be kind of like based around. But yeah, like a lot of them just kind of go completely off the rails. Yeah, like I said, one of them has a monkey for a dad. One of them has a monkey for a dad. Legit. Like what? I mean, the that's. That's a thing. That a, a monkey thing. for a dad. One of the characters um, just turns into her mom and bones her dad. Yeah, that uh... Like, what the f***? And, like, the worst part about that is that, like, when you have, like, how it works is that they have, like, TV that tells you, like, these, they have, like, tapes where they show you the events that are going on, but they're, like, silhouetted and they have, like, features that you see that you recognize as the character. And, like, you have the whole thing of, like, her mom dying and then her deciding she's going to, like, take the place of her mom. Then, like, the next video is, like, her dad saying, oh, you look just like your mom from behind. And I'm just, like, gross. Big gross. That's not okay. But also she, like, specifically gains weight in order to, like, make him happy. And mm -hmm. it's very weird. Um, but, yeah, um, sometimes I guess... You gotta become your mom and further proof we should eat the rich. Yes, I agree. Yes. Um which I, I guess we should at least talk about that framing device of the the extend TV. It's weird. <laughs> it is weird. Um you have a a young boy and um a sheep his is sheep companion yeah. Mirai. They're mascot characters. They're mascot characters. Um, Sho is a very pervy young guy. Um, and he tries to make like everything into a sex joke, which gets old after a while. Like every once in a while, you're like, oh, okay, that was funny. But then like for the most part, you're like, okay, I get it. Like he's a pervy young kid. Like, all right, rad, keep going. <laughs> um, but that's the whole framing device is that like they're driven by this extend TV and like there are tapes that are ex like throwing their past out there for everybody to see. Mm -hmm. Um, so like also there's like each chapter goes through the, the character's point of view. Yes. So, like, you don't have one single protagonist of the game. Which I thought was really interesting, because, like... It was. I wasn't expecting it. You kind of, like, obviously, you, you start the game as uh, Haruto, and you're mm -hmm. like, okay, well, this is going to be the dude. This is your protagonist. And then, like, you get to the next chapter, and you are a completely different character. And it's like, oh, 
That's interesting. But also, like, going from, like, Haruto's story to Police Lady's story, like... We go to, I think you go to Zen's first. Oh, yeah, you do go to Zen's. Okay, so going from Haruto to Zen to the Police Lady, then you're like, well, those two are fantastic and crazy, and then you get hers, and it's like... Eh. Uh, but it, okay. I think it, the good thing about that, though, is, like, you get into each character's headspace of, like, what they're thinking when they're going through this and reliving all these events... And I think that, yes. that that's a good benefit to have because if you were just looking at it through like the point of view of one character seeing what each character was going through, like you wouldn't have that same level of impact that you do. Right. You wouldn't know what's going on in their head and how they're reacting to mm -hmm. these videos. So it's it's nice and it's like it's one of the things that the game does really right. Oh. But I mean, you, Haruto's was a good place to start. That was a pretty tragic backstory mm -hmm. um but also like you're playing in his dungeon and then you just die rip yep and just get stabbed through the gut with a and weird tentacle thingy mm -hmm. and then you get revived as a six-year-old boy and then i think that's kind of like where you learn that like you're all clones yeah and then there's a whole there's a whole thing about cloning in this game yep there's a there's like a there's a little like plot point about it obviously and then there's like if you read like the notes there's a huge there's like an entire subplot that revolves around the cloning thing and it's super wild like how this um one country it's against their religion to clone mm -hmm. so they've sent spies into the like cloning region to try and like disrupt the process mm -hmm. and like the notes all tell you like what's going on with that. It is crazy. It's like a little mini novel that you go through. I think they actually like they call it in the credits like it's like a light novel. Like they they oh, they, they? they they call it that and like they credit like an, a different author for it specifically. So I thought it was interesting. But yeah, like it's it's this whole thing that like you could completely miss. But like they do reference oh, yeah. it later in like the the story. So like you if you if you read it you you're in the know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's 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 real interesting. Like it. It goes into some just wild, wild things, um, but yeah, clones. You're all clones, and then the world's, the world's Dunskies. No more world. No more world. Except for the floating ruins that just keep floating to your island. Convenient. Very convenient. Um, I was gonna say something. Now I don't remember what I was gonna say. Well, that's convenient. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Um, so like you, you go through those first couple of stories and everything is just like, uh, for the most part, it's just, you know, finding out some person's trauma in their, in their past and confronting a boss version of that trauma and defeating it. And Correct. that's kind of how it goes for the first three. Um, early on, Zen starts getting this idea that there's a traitor amongst you. Cause of course, once mm -hmm. again, Rampa parallels. Mm -hmm. He thinks that it is um, the rich lady. He thinks it is Yuma, and then you eventually get to her, to her story, and she's all talking about how she wants to get rid of everything, enact this plan to kill everyone and get rid of all the clones, get rid of the extend machines and everything, and then obviously you go through all her stuff, and then like at the end of I think it's her story, you learn a little bit about kind of like the waste i think of the clones and everything like that and also that people in this group are connected to each other yes 
because I think some of them get are starting to get their memories back because they've mm-hmm. been they've had their memories tampered with, so they don't remember things from like their younger days. Um, convenient. Very convenient. So they remember like hanging out as kids, and they in this in the garage they're in, and it's the same one. They were garage kids. They were the garage kids, and I think around the same time is when they remember that Sachika gets murdered. Yes. And the person that you look at, or they the the game designs the character around, makes it so it seems like it's Haruto, and all the characters that remember this are like, "Oh, this is real bad. Mm-hmm. He probably murdered her. We should stay away from him." I think that's after um, Rope Boy's story, isn't it? It might be, but it's like. In but that, anyway, basically in that same in that same area. Because um, you have to address that a lot in. Um... Rinko's, yeah. I keep wanting to call her Rico. I know. <laughs> that is not her name. Yeah, I mean, red hair, similar yeah. name. Yeah. Totally plausible. But yeah, like the game basically is like throwing it out. You're like, oh yeah, it's totally hard to look at it. It's totally him. And it's him. we were basically texting back and forth like, it can't be him. There's no way it's him. They, it, it is way too on the nose for it to be him. Yeah, we're like that. If if it's him, then that's super lame, yeah. and they're terrible at telling stories. And they had been like, there had been different backstory, like um, flashbacks that they had been showing, and a lot of them had shown all of the characters except for Haruto. So mm-hmm. he had been conveniently left out of these flashbacks. So it kind of starts building this case of like, okay, uh, if it looks like him, sure, maybe that's a check mark. Uh, he is being left out of all these uh, flashbacks, so like we know it's not any of the other characters clearly. Because they've been shown. So that's another check mark towards him. And then, like, once they go into Rinko's dungeon, they find this book that's like, here's this mass serial murderer, and he has this different name than Haruto, but look, he looks just like him. So you got, yeah. you got another check mark next to him. Um, and that basically leads this whole thing of, like, there's this disarray in the group. They all don't trust him. And he's just like, I don't want, what are you guys talking about? This is no, I didn't do anything like this. Uh, all the while, there's also been a uh, one of the creatures that they've uh, they've found, which are kind of like these like weird mismatch of like clones and just like weird creatures that they find, like kind of similar mm-hmm. to the boss characters they find. Uh, one of them they find is intelligent. Yes, and and he sings London Bridge a lot. He sings London Bridge, and then he finds Sachika and kills her. Yep. And they're like, dude, what the. F- uh, I think his name's like Kasuke or something. Kasuke. Uh, something like that. Kuronosuke. And I know it's got the ske at yeah, the end. Yeah, it's a K name with a ske at the end. Yeah, Kasuke. But uh, yeah, they they run into him a lot, and then at the end of this dungeon, they run into him again. Uh, and they basically are thinking that like, oh, it's Haruto trying to get everyone murdered and everything, working together with this dude. Uh. Beefy he tries to gut the cop. Uh, not the cop. The beefy the doc gets just gets messed up, um, and basically you have to go and like fight some stuff, and then he shows back up again. And Haruto basically is like, "Hey, leave this to me. I will, I will sacrifice myself so everyone gets out of here." Well, he says that like he'll get through it. He'll he'll yes. get he'll come back to him. Like it'll be okay. Just take the X keys, get out because everybody's got to survive. Because mm-hmm. everyone else got f-ed up. Hmm. So he tells Rinko, like, you go, I'll meet you later. And she's like, he knew he wasn't going to come back from that, mm-hmm. but... Like, he still did it anyways. 
Yeah. And that kind of like wins her trust of him back. And then like after that, she re-remembers a thing that happened in the past and it changes the face of the doctor to Haruto. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he, no, he was there. Yep. He was there the entire time. It wasn't him. He was trying to impress her when he was a kiddo mm-hmm. and he was being made fun of for uh, for flirting with her. So they so they come to realize that and then like doctor what do you have to say about mm-hmm. this which i think is the case is that she revives everyone but the doctor because she but realizes he's changed in that flashback so like that's very suspect and then she informs everyone else and then they they revive him they're like yo buddy you got some explaining to do <laughs> yeah she said she was afraid to revive him first because she knew that he was like good at talking his way out of things mm-hmm. since he had been lying to them for so long and so she wanted backup with everybody else. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they revive him and he's like a kiddo, like, hey, guys, what's up? And they're like, you got some explaining to do. And he's like, oh. Which he doesn't really fight it. He's pretty much like, as soon as he gets confronted with it, like, yeah. Yeah. That's me. I'm the mastermind. I'm the mastermind. Which, which kind of almost throws it into a loop. Well. Like, he's kind of confirming this way too quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like, is this um, really the case? But we find out that he. He is not the same age as them. He was their school doctor type mm-hmm. thing, but also a teacher at their school. Uh, and uh, and the other reveal is that he and Sachika are related. Yes. They're like, I guess it would be half siblings? Half siblings. Yeah. They have the same dad. They have the same dad. So that's also a thing. And they're like, duh, what? Also, Haruto is, is dead dead. He's dead, dead. Yeah, his ex key got busted. Um, they go back to the the school to check and see if he like they can just get the ex key and extend him. And, and it's busted. Is busted. They're like, oh no, he's dead. And doctor's like, but is he dead? Doctor lures dead? them, lures them into a, the next dungeon, which is the which is the hospital. And he's like, so I can I can I can bring him back. There's a spare ex key here. I just have to get that ex key, and then we can bring him back. And along the way, the entire time, he's just like. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that, but I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, and essentially, you learn kind of like the backstory of him and Sachika, um, where she eventually she 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 confronted him first, and then they learned about that. Uh, he invites her to live with him because like their parents are both just real bad at things. Yeah. So basically, like his parents got together and had a kid because they're like oh we're both smart let's have a smart kid and then like he was he was smart but he wasn't as smart as they wanted so like all right this sucks and so dad left mom and um doctor kid and went and found him a new lady and had another kid in attempt to try and get a genius and succeeded this time Mm -hmm. and that is sachka yes and and he's also kind of thrown her away as well the dad yes yes um, and so she's like i don't like that i am like my parents don't care about me and he's like well i will care about you i know how you feel yep uh so that all happens and then eventually she gets murdered because the garage kids are basically forced to make an ultimatum where the serial killer comes into the the garage and has her at like knife point and is like point to someone you want to see die and they all point to Sachka because they're like, oh, no one's going to point to her. We all like her. She's the coolest here. Except for Sachka points at 
his name is Yosuke. Yeah. But he, she points at him, which is actually very smart. Yeah. That she's like, you know what? I'm just going to point at this guy because he sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, once they all pointed at her, it's like, no. And he murders her and like cuts off her arm and her leg. Mm-hmm. Which explains why she has metallic and prosthetics. Uh the doc is like he is super distraught about this he steals her body um yeah, because at the, at the funeral from, at the funeral because he knows i think he's he's trying he's going to figure out some way to bring her back and then his dad brings him into the fold in terms of like the cloning business and all that sort of stuff and then he basically starts coming up with this plan to enact revenge against the garage kids as well along the way dad clones sachika from like cells he had acquired from her not the body um mm-hmm. But he gets the body in exchange for uh, the doc coming in to work with him. And then yep. he takes care of the clone Sachka, which the dad the dad's just like, I don't she's she's worthless. She is not Sachka. She is nothing. She doesn't have the same personality or anything. It's not the same person. He was just gonna kill her. Yeah. Which also it should be mentioned that like their dad is insane. Legit. Like, he- he kind of like comes across at first as like, oh, I'm a quirky individual, but like he's nuts. Hey, are you nuts? <laughs> oh, headbutt. And you see him at one point as well in like the uh, Yuma's backstory where she's, yep. where it goes about her dad and he's working with her dad in terms of the cloning. And the dad's like, I'm shutting all this cloning stuff down. And the doctor's like, nope. Or the dad's like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> That's yeah, kind of like the first like, indication of like, oh, this dude's off his rocker. And like is enjoying the fact that Yuma's dad gets like assaulted um by by a failed clone of his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she like puts a tentacle down his throat or something. Something like that. Um I mean it, it's it's very brutal from what I understand and also what the doctor explains is that it's like a very, very brutal attack. But he, like, let it happen because he wanted basically to punish him for even saying he would shut it down. Yeah. It's wild. Um, But this dude's psycho. He wears a shirt of a game that's in the extend machine. So clearly Mm -hmm. what this this game is saying that is that capital G gamers are bad and should not be trusted. I mean, accurate. That's the one thing you should take away from this game. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Which it it does it is explained that like the garage kids played that game a lot in the garage, mm-hmm. um, because like Rope Boy was a big fan of it, but also bad at it. But also bad at it. That game's hard. He tried. It is hard. But I think that's the point. Yes. Um. So Doctor is like, okay, this is my my backstory. I used to be. Very string beanie, and then I decided I was going to get beefy. I decided to get beefy. <laughs> Which, it's funny that he's like, I had to, like, tweak the machine a bit so that I wouldn't show back up as my, like, string beanie self, and I would show up as the beefy guy. And I'm like, all right. And also, he's been choice. he's been planning this for years. Years. Like, he's been setting up all the videos. Mm-hmm. He wrote all the videos, like the, the Extend TV stuff. And gathered all that stuff, gathered everyone to the the island. He's the one who kidnapped them in the mm-hmm. first place. Like, he's been planning this for years. All to enact his plan for revenge. Yes, because they killed his beloved mm-hmm. sister. I mean, they didn't, but 
they he feels like they did. Uh, so they get to like the boss area of this of this place and uh gay. Yeah, that dude's there. What? I didn't say Siri. <laughs> uh one thing that is is no is is noticeable about this or should be mentioned is that like the doctor keeps mentioning that like that dude betrayed me. Like he is not a part of my plan. I am not bringing him into this. Like mm-hmm. when he stabbed me, that was that was done so. Like he's not part of the plan anymore. I'm going to mess him up. Um, yeah, because originally he was part of the plan, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Nope, nope, he ripped my belly button out. No, thank you." He also the the dude the serial killer dude also has the um, the X key that they need. Yes, he chomps it, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Well, we gotta fight him." So you gotta you gotta fight him and all that. Um, you defeat him, do all that stuff, um, shut down the, like the regenerating machine that has him keep regenerating. And then basically Doc's like, yeah, I'm not giving you this. Uh, this XC's mine. I'm not letting you guys revive Haruto. They're like, oh, excuse me. I'm going to break it. The, he says that he essentially wants them to feel the loss of, like, losing somebody forever mm-hmm. that you care about. And they're like, um, how about no? And then Sachika, like, starts turning into, like, her old self or what mm-hmm. the the Doc thinks was her old self mm-hmm. and, like, convinces him to to help them. Which I I was like very sketched out by this. I was like, this is not. Hmm. Yeah. I was like, it, she's gonna be the the true villain. Because there's no indication that like she should be able to recover their memories. Like maybe there are two Sachikas. There is one that's like old Sachika and one that is like traumatized innocent Sachika. Science. Maybe we just haven't learned this in science yet. And she even says like, there's no scientific reason for this to make sense. Mm-hmm. But it's happening anyway, so deal with it. So I, I when that happened, I was like, is she, is she gonna be the 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 true, the true mastermind of all this? Like the true. And I mean, you him? weren't really wrong. Technically, I'm kind of correct. Technically, parts of her were the real mastermind. Yep. So, so yeah, they go back to the garage and everything's kind of just like hunky dory, and they're just like, well, I guess we're just gonna figure this out and survive. Survive. Uh, and then eventually. They realize like Oh also we forgot to mention that like Doctor watched the end of the world. Oh yeah, he yeah, he he was he watched all that stuff happen. He watched all that go like down. The, the little like nano machine thing oh, cloning device like took God. over the world. When they started getting into nano machines, I was like, Oh come on, come on. Yeah. yeah I've played enough was... metal gear to hear enough about nano machines to last a lifetime. <laughs> so the nano machines cause the apocalypse. Nano machine son. He's like yeah, I connected all the uh, all the extend machines. That was smart, right? Oh wait, no, it wasn't smart. Also, these like anti-cloning terrorists did some things. Yay! So a bunch of stuff happens. The world ends. The world ends. Um. So yeah, like they all go back to the the, the island. They're all thinking like everything's gonna be fine. And then eventually, they can't make babies. They can't make babies unless they use Sachka. Well, and again, she's a kid. And the dog's like, no. <laughs> I mean, but also, like, they can't actually use Sachka because he said that, like, before, like, even if they were to ejaculate, um, like, the nano machines would destroy any any sperm or egg. Mm-hmm. So there, there are no babies. Uh, so... I can't believe I just talked about sperm and eggs on this podcast. That's, that's what our podcast is. Oh my god. 
so that, so everything seems fine and then eventually another another thing shows up and they're all like looking at the dog like hey did you do this because like they sh- he shows them eventually before they go to the hospital like hey this there's like a f- submarine under this island that i can maneuver things to i've been moving yeah. the uh, ruins and they're like hey why did you do this He's like, oh, i not- i did not do th- i've been looking for that which is like the mani headquarters it's like the the research where all the cloning stuff was happening he's like i've been looking yep. for that this entire time and i just assumed it had submerged under the sea or into the ocean like it was gone for good i don't know why that's there and they're all like yeah sure likely story they're like all right we're gonna go there uh so this is a very winding and confusing dungeon that you got to go through because there's just like mm-hmm. it's a bunch of stuff you got to kind of keep going through and it's like looping back around a lot and all sorts of stuff uh at one point eventually you uh you're about to go into like the main facility and then Sachika starts acting real weird. Yep. And then her arm just flies off. Flies off. And she's like, ah. And they're like, we don't know if it's oil or if it's blood, but there's a lot of it mm-hmm. leaking from her. And then like. The arm starts talking. The arm starts talking. And it turns out that like. This is, this is the dad. He's an X key in her arm. He is an AI. He's an AI. And he's, yeah, he's hit himself in her arm. Because I keep, keep mentioning, like, you know, if the doctor's plan was to get revenge on everyone, why did Sachiko wake up first before him? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, now we realize the doctor, or the dad doctor, was hit hiding in her arm, waiting for his moment to exact his own revenge, and basically create, or become a god of the new world. Create new yeah. humans that were perfect you know. and not full of flaws. As you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that explains why Sachka had a different personality. He's like, oh, hey, did you like my impersonation of her? Ah. Doctor's like, you son of a b-. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, all that happens, they take her back and get her a new arm, and she's like, I'm good. <laughs> um, and then they go she's back. She's back to like perky, happy version yeah. of Sachka. They gotta go back and uh, do all the figure out the rest of the dungeons once they go inside the actual facility they they are greeted with a new tv show shin xin tv which is in color mm-hmm. this time it's in color and, the and they're like dad oh, dogs this is in the, the background. original version and he keeps on saying like hey don't follow me this is real dangerous so of course yep. you're gonna keep following him mm-hmm. through this long winding facility very um, long very winding and eventually you you will get to the the original extend machine Yes. Which does not look like anything of the others. Because the other ones look it like arcade machines. Not an, ar- not an yeah. arcade machine. This just looks like a weird thing of tubes and stuff. And apparently we learned that like Sachika's mom has sacrificed herself and like her uterus survives in like the original machine. You're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. that's a thing. That's a thing. Uh, so yeah, you gotta you gotta fight Dad Doc. Oh, you you gotta fight yeah. the mascots of Extend TV first. You do, and um, it, it's kind of cute in a weird way because like they're annoying, but then like during this fight, like after you beat them, they're like, "You missed on purpose, didn't you?" And like, I care about these people now. <laughs> so they they care about you, but yeah, they they go kaput. And then you gotta fight Dad Doc, who just goes into the machine and becomes the machine, because that's the thing. 
and he becomes like partially naked. When you go into the machine, you gotta get nude. Dong out. Dong out. I mean, he put dong the out X rompa. Key. Oh my god, he put the X key into the machine, um, and by X key I mean the mechanical arm, mm -hmm. and then like came out as an extended version of himself, but like naked, but with wires. It was very odd. But then like, you you murder him. You murder him. You think everything's good, and he's like, "Come here, Sachika." I want to hold your hand once before I die. And they shoink. He murders her. Shanks her in the stomach and destroys her X key. Yep. Because originally they were like, oh, it's okay, Sachika. It just, just die. It's okay. We'll revive you. Like, Zin's really like, I'm going to cut your throat. Don't worry. Yeah. It's like, it's better than you suffering. And then, like, Doctor was like, no, 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 no. That, that's not okay. Well, originally he was saying, like, Oh, well, we'll use the X key and we'll, mm -hmm. we'll, um, we'll do that. It's not going to work. Um, but then the X key, they're like, oh, it's destroyed. Well, there's got to be another one. We'll, we'll just do what we did, um, with Haruto. last time. And then, like, oh, but wait, when we were reviving Haruto, we realized that she didn't have any data saved. Mm -hmm. Um, so there is actually no way to do that. And so everybody's like, oh, God, it's over. Because her X key is a different model than theirs. Mm hmm. So, yeah, she's done so. She's done so. Which, this is the part where we're saying that Aina just like destroys Nails everything it. in terms of voice acting. Like, God. she is phenomenal here. It's, it's, it is amazing. Mm -hmm. Because Sachka has like a monologue here where she's dying and she's like talking to people, but like Aina nails it because like you can hear her just like sobbing and her acting and just like really emphasizing just like you can really feel the emphasis emphasis mm -hmm. on like her putting out that Sachika is very emotional at the moment also struggling with a lot of pain and dying yeah like one of the things that is really impressive and also very hard to do is that like she makes her coughs sound really brutal. That was the, the weird thing about that was, like, that was the point. I was like, oh, that's just Ina. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the weirdest thing to pick up on. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's Ina. Just, yep. just regular old cough. Um, <laughs> but it's it's really really hard to actually do a cough and like unprompted and make totally. it sound normal. Totally. Like. When you have that big of a wound and you're like bleeding out, then like yeah, it's gonna happen and you're gonna make a lot of really terrible sounds. And she pulls it off, but like also like you said, she's like sobbing in the middle of it, and you're like, oof, it hurts, mm -hmm. it hurts. But she does a great, she does a great job. She does such a good job. Like, holy. She does not say shiny. She does not say shiny, or it's it's joke. It's joke. But like I, it hurts. I would put that up there with one of the best voice performances I've heard in a long time. Yeah, same. Like hard same. God, it's so good. Um, it's super good. But yeah, uh, Tachika dies, and they decide to put her the remains of her X key in the the first extended machine. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, she may as well be with her mom. Mm -hmm. And they're about to, like, leave because they said the door is open because they... Which, I'm going to say real quick, um, it's weird that, like, she may as well be with her mom because her mom didn't want her. No, and also she's a clone, so it wouldn't have been her actual mom. 
Yeah, that too. So anyway, they're like, well, I'll leave it's you a nice mom. gesture, then, I guess. It is. But then the door opens and like, oh, I guess we're going to go back to the island and deal with this then. And then a bunch of weird, like, insert lights start going off and they're like, oh, we're about to die again. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, God, he revived. What? Why are you back? We're going to fight him again. We're going to fight dad until he keeps dying. Uh, but that is not the case. It's not the case. They, uh, er, yeah, all the lights happen and they're like, are you okay? Everyone good? Everyone good? And they sort of hear like a, a baby crying. There's a baby. A baby. A baby. Like, what are, why is there crying? And they go to investigate. Who there's, is this baby? There's a baby and it looks a lot like Sachiko. Looks a lot like Sachiko. Oh. Oh. So, uh, they, uh, they, they take the baby and go to, go back to the garage island and take care of it. I keep wanting to call it Garbage Island. <laughs> There's a lot of garbage there. There is a lot of garbage, um, but I, I always want to call it Garbage Island instead of Garage. But yeah, um, sometimes a family is like a ton of dads and a ton of moms all raising a baby. And being cloned a lot. There you go. Yep. Uh, so that leads you into the uh, the kind of post-credit epilogue. stuff. The epilogue. Um, where... We see it kind of like five years later and baby Sachika has kind of grown up a bit. Yep. We learn that like they've kind of taken her around, taught her how to survive in this environment and everything. But also that their excuse are, have failed. The extend machine is dead. Yeah. Yeah, The extend machine has run out. They are now all of them are just excuse now. And you get like this all this moment of like their last moments together with Sachika before they turn and everything. Um. So it goes through everyone. Uh, they they leave. Haruto is the last one, and he gives like he he's like talking to her. She's she's very emotional, uh, mm -hmm. but he remembers the game. And this moment with uh, with Rio and Sachika, he's like, "Why am I remembering this now?" And he's like, "Oh!" And then he he says something to her, but they the game mm -hmm. doesn't tell you right away. He basically says like. My my life feels kind of like a video game right now, and then he's like, "Wait a minute! Wait video just a games. minute! Video games? <laughs> what are those?" I'm in a video game right now. <laughs> but yeah, he 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 whispers some things, and um, you don't know what it is. Uh, and then basically, she she carries all the X keys around like in a necklace, and is like, "Well, I got it's so cute. I've got to go out into this world and try and find the last per like another person." Yeah. to try and survive uh and then credits roll and you get kind of like this these pictures that show like her adventures and everything going out to all these different environments trying to find stuff find ways to survive and all this find that person find that person um the pictures kind of end where like she gets flown off a cliff yep <laughs> and you're like um, oh this is was, bad <laughs> she gets like um charged by a boar and falls off a cliff mm -hmm. And she's bloody. And then the post credit scene happens and she's like waking up and there's a there's a person there. Conveniently a guy. Very convenient. And he's like, Will you tell me your name? And she's like, Yes, I'm Sachika. And then like, I think around this time you learned that like what Haruto tells her is that like just like a video game, life doesn't end at when you have zero lives, there's always another one. Yeah. Like that's not and your fine your you don't have zero lives, you still have a life. And then the game kind of ends with, like, the Zonkey meter filling up with lives again. Yeah. Um, which the whole thing is that, like, every once in a while throughout the, the game, they're like, oh, you know, 
there's no way this meter's wrong. There's only this many people alive. Yes. Like, there's nobody else out there. When, when the number is so low, it has to be that accurate. Yeah. And, um... But here's just some random he, dude in the shack. <laughs> yep, he realizes, like, yeah, zero is actually a thing. And so, um... Yeah, the I don't know how this guy survived and why he's, like, a relatively young dude. But, like, you know, cool. Um, I think we get to three um, lives on the it's thing. Like three or four. Three or four. Yeah. It might be four. I think we get two extra. Mm-hmm. But so anyway, um, we're going to have an Adam and Eve situation, which is fitting since we had the like. Considering they literally call her the like. Sins. They have the seven deadly sins and she is called the original sin. Yeah, the original so. sin. Uh, so there's going to be some more incest. Yay! I found it interesting when I was watching the Japanese version of that final scene where they, they have that dude speaking English. Oh, they have him speak English? Mm-hmm. In the Japanese version, yeah. Really? Which is interesting because she responds in Japanese. <laughs> oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't see that part. Yeah. I have to watch it. How's it sound? It sounds like a Japanese person speaking English. Okay. So, what you would expect. I didn't know if they just... I didn't know if they, like, put the English voice actor in there or something. No, I, I would doubt that they would have that. They would have had that in time for the Japanese release. That's true. So. But, yeah, um, that's interesting that they have him speak English. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, like, a neat little twist, like, which you don't really get in the, the English dub. But, yeah. That is it. That yeah. That is the – it's also the game. So, yeah, I mean, it has some super flaws. And, like I said, it's one of the few games I've ever rage quit. I did go back to it though. I did finish it, so there is that. I think but, I think the um, story's all right. It's all right. I'm not gonna say it's like great or anything, but like it's not bad. Um, mm-hmm. I think like we talked about like if you've played Danganronpa games, like it that kind of hurts it a bit because you kind of see some of the beasts coming from a mile away. But but as well, like I enjoyed like the way it all wrapped up and everything, and all of that. Like it was. That last like fifteen to thirty minutes was pretty gosh darn emotional. Yep. Um But I think as well, like there is flaws with it. Like I don't think the combat's good or anything, and like there's the issue of like it does it really need any of that combat? Does it need in- yeah. any of that in terms of gameplay? Which I think are v- are valid concerns about it. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, like I think it's something that like you know, if you're into this style of game, if you've played the Rampa games and you like that style, like, you should check this out. I wouldn't say buy it at full price. Maybe wait till it's on sale. Yeah, I would agree And get, get it then. But, like, if you if you like those sort of games, like, sure, why not check this out? Uh, and if you, I could agree with that. And if you don't like the combat, just turn the difficulty all the way down and just eliminate that process. <laughs> Which, um, apparently, there are, like, bonding events that neither of us got. Yeah, like, you can place people together if you make a if you make beds, which I didn't do till like halfway yeah. through the game, and then just didn't really do anything with, because I don't really need I, to. I made bedrooms, but I don't think I made beds. Oh well, yeah, bedrooms. That's, that's what I meant. Oh okay. But yeah, those were a thing. But I don't. Um, I saw a lot of people in the comments of the video I watched of the end parts in Japanese were like, "Oh, I hope they make a sequel or something else in this." And I'm like, eh. "No." I I honestly thought like I would have thought it would have been funny if the twist at the end was Sachiko finds herself in the Danganronpa universe. Oh, that would have been like, funny. It's, it's like Makoto finding her. That would have been funny. I thought like it would have made a lot of sense, honestly. Like you could you could look at the Danganronpa world as a post post apocalyptic world. It is. It could make sense that like this kind of thing would happen. 
So I thought I honestly thought that was going to be the post credits teaser of like she's going to find one of the Danganronpa characters and that's going to be the person she finds. But it wasn't. But like you know it's fine. Um, but I don't know if we really need more of this. Like if if they did come out with more of this and like maybe refined on the gameplay and stuff and all that, like sh- sure why not? Maybe I'd check that out. But as it stands right now, like I'm kind of okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. This this game apparently did review really high in Japan though, which is kind of surprising. Really, it got a nine nine eight eight from Famitsu for thirty four of wow. forty, and then uh, Dengeki PlayStation gave it a ninety five ninety eighty and ninety five from four different reviewers. Wow! So that's that's surprising. But yeah, that is uh, that is Zonkey Zero. It is a video game. It is a video game. We did it. We got through this. We did do it. You... I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> I'm glad. You go. You get to go to sleep after this. Oh, thank God. Um. So that's gonna wrap this episode up. So Al can hit the hay and go to sleep, and hopefully get some gosh darn rest. And hopefully have a better day. And hopefully tomorrow. have a gosh darn better day. Or I'll fight. I'll fight days. Fight the days. Fight the days of our lives. Oh my God. Uh, so if you'd like more from us, go to SeasonalAmbitCheckup.com or SAC.cool. It's where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Amity Checkup and Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got good columns and reviews there. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash AnimeCheckup. It's where we do Twitter. And you can support us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash SACOVA. Uh, next week, we will do something. I don't know. That's next week. That's way too far in the future. We'll figure it out. We always do. Mm-hmm. 